my knee. Oh. Hello, kitties. How are you? Good to hear from you again. Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman. Back, back, back. Okay, I've been getting a lot of response from people. We got to talk about it. I'm getting a lot of very good response, and I'm very pleased to report to you that we have new people listening, a lot of them, and some very interesting people, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But first thing I want to talk about is Ricky, my uh, watch repair dude. Remember the story about my sister? I told you she had a Rolex princess, and I'm sorry, a Tudor princess looks like a Rolex Datejust, but it was Tudor, stainless steel, fluted bezel, looks just like a Rolex, but quartz movement, and it wasn't working. And I tried to fix it and couldn't. It needed more work. So uh, she gave it to Ricky. Ricky worked on it for months, got her a new dial, couldn't get her the crystal. So he super glued the old crystal, just had a crack on the side. So he super glued it and said, I'll keep looking. So just talked to him the other day. Did he find a uh, dial yet? He said, not yet, but he's looking. He's looking. So that's good. Um, so the watch cost her 650 bucks. He did all kinds of stuff to it. Unbeknownst to me, she told me she had taken it to some other watch people who said, oh, no, this is a goner. We can't do anything with it. Needs a new movement. It's too expensive. Yada, yada, yada. So she had no choice in reality. She needed to get it fixed. And the only one that knew what the hell to do was me. And that's Ricky, my man. So I just asked him yesterday or two days ago, I talked to him and I said, why didn't you just put another movement in it, like an atom movement or something and shove it in there and glue the dial onto it. If you had to, it didn't have the legs. So you glue it big deal. I don't care. She don't care. And what he said to me was, no, you can't do that because it has a date. And I said, oh, I forgot about that. He said, if it didn't have a date, you don't think I would have done that already? I said, yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? So long story short, I get a call from my sis. She says, I reset the watch and now it's not working. Yeah, here we go. And that movement was starting and stopping, starting and stopping. I remember because I put a battery in it and tried to get it to go. And it went for a while and it stopped and started. And that's really bad when it does that. But the good news is a lot of times that could be dirt in the movement or something holding it back and it's fixable, easily fixable. So he kept the watch, gave it back to her. She said, it's not working. I said, "Uh oh, so I called him up. She sent it to him and I just talked to him about it to see if he got it. And he said, yeah, I got it. And I said, okay. He says, well, you know, it's an old, old movement. And the problem is you can't get those movements. If you can find them, that's going to cost you more than to just buy another watch. So he said, I'm going to check it out. So I talked to him later and he said, there's something discharging the battery in the watch. What that means is something's draining the battery. So he thinks there's an open circuit or a wire that's touching or something. So he said, I'm going to go in there. And I'm going to look at it again. I'm going to use a eraser just to clean the context. Is you have to be so genteel or they break. And that was the last I talked to him about it. I asked him about the crystal again. And he said he's still looking. He said he's going to check again before he gives it back to her. And like I said to her, he'll stand behind it. 
you know, he'll do the best he can. Now, remember this. Ricky, like my ex-watchmaker, who I used forever, and Ricky too, both. Uh, Ricky didn't retire, but John retired. Now, these guys are trained in mechanical watches. That's what they do. Okay? John went to Bulova School, and they trained him on Bulova. They also trained him on the Accutron to tell you how far back he goes. But they were trained on mechanical watches. And mechanical watches are pretty much the same, whether it says Patek Philippe or Timex on it. They are similar. They have this, I shouldn't say Timex because that's really crap. Timexes are horrible. Um, you know, is a Hamilton or something like that or an Elgin or a, I don't know, anything. They're all similar. They all work similarly. Yes, they're different, but not that much. Generally, they're the same system. It's a spring that's wound, and as it unwinds, it creates power, and power is a movement. You have a balance wheel that turns, and that creates movement in the gears and stuff, and you have that time with a little balance wheel and a little adjustment on it to make it go faster or slower to keep time because if it just ran, it wouldn't keep time. Okay. So that's the story of Ricky. I haven't heard back. I talked to him a couple days ago. I'm not rushing him. Tell him he's going to go through it again. What he did was he cleaned it and did a bunch of work inside the movement because the movement and the watch were rusty and it's really bad rust. And that is the worst thing that could happen to a watch is rust. It ruins movements. If you get the rust out or stop the rust from starting, you're much better off. So that means if your watch ever gets like foggy in it or water in it, the best thing you can do, if you can, is open it up and let it air out. Some people say putting it in a jar of rice sucks the water out too. Rice pulls the moisture out. Or they have this stuff called damp rid, D-A-M-P-R-I-D. And that will pull the water out. That's what it does. So you want to get the water out before it forms rust. If you don't, you leave the fog inside, it'll stop. It'll end up stopping. And then you'll be in worse shape because of the movement rust. It's really bad. So I think one of the worst things you can possibly give a watch is rust or water. Water is the worst thing you could get in a watch. Worst. Because it creates damage that sometimes cannot be fixed. So he's working on the watch and he said to me, I got to get this thing to work or it's going to be too expensive to fix because getting another movement for it is going to cost way too much money. Better to buy a watch. And I looked at those. I should go look and see what I could replace it for. I mean, I saw them that were running that were in decent shape for not that much more than she paid to repair hers. And by the way, ladies, if you're looking, or guys, if you have a girl and you want to get them an inexpensive but really nice watch, it's not a bad deal. It was called a Tudor. I think it's called a Princess. I-N-C-E-S-S. -S. Let's see. I'm going to look it up and see what they go for. Yeah, here they are. 750 two-tone with a bracelet. Um... There's another one, $4.99 without a bracelet. So you could buy this and put it on her bracelet. Here's one two-tone. Are those diamonds on the dial? Sure looks like it. Uh, I 
don't see the dial. Where is a picture of the dial? Come on. Yeah, the dial. This one, it's got a gold dial. Diamond's been cleaned up really nice. It's got a folded link bracelet, which is I don't like, but whatever. And it's plated. It's not solid gold. And how much was it, you asked? 980 Okay, here's a nice one like hers with a blue dial, 698 And these are automatics. These are not even quartz. Yeah, this is a nice one, very similar to hers. It's got the Oyster Link bracelet, smooth bezel. This one's got a beautiful dark, medium dark blue dial. Beautiful. 698 And that's what it cost her just to repair hers. Here's another one. Self-winding. Somebody looks like somebody redid this dial because the dial looks lousy. But it's a nice watch. I don't know. Maybe it's just worn. The dial's just worn out, I think. It's got a weird case, this one. It's not normal. But you could pick it up for 500 bucks. It's a Rolex. Come on. You could really wow your sweetheart with one of these. I'm telling you. They're cheap for what it is. Here's another one. Two-tone with a champagne dial. 600 bucks. I mean, I mean, how do you beat this? Here's her watch with a different dial, a little older, 545. No band. Uh, here's a newer one with a date. Automatic, two-tone, really looks in good shape. One thousand bucks for it. Still a hell of a deal. Think how much Rolexes go for. Uh, here's one. Looks like it's in bad shape, though. I can't believe these people take these things apart and don't clean them up. I mean, what kind of, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? This case needs, this is a hell of a deal though. It's a two-tone. The band looks like it could be solid gold links in the center. There's screwed links, which is good. It says Tudor on it. I don't see the shield though. It's missing. Yeah, it's missing. Somebody's redone the dial on this. And there's no... Uh, Tudor shield or the flower or anything and it's a black dial so what I would do see this is a good deal if you well you'd have to put more money into it though it looks like it's 14k to me it looks like it's not plated can't tell services recommended working condition okay so what I would do with this one is first of all clean it up it needs it really bad I would redo the dial as Rolex it needs a crystal this one needs a crystal too and remember, if you can, you want to stay away from plastic crystals because they're not a great thing. Well, here's another one. Automatic Ladies Princess. It's got the older dial on it, which has the flower instead of the shield with a date with the same band, 550 and that 672, I should say. Excuse me, I was British. I want to get something just like hers, but I don't really see it. 699 this one's closer to hers but no band and you can tell by the flower on the dial yeah this one doesn't have anything on the dial kind of yucky uh, here's a nice one in black this one's nice but they want a lot they want 926 dollars and it's a tudor nice black dial it's got the shield on it it's got a fluted bezel very nice looking but they want 900 bucks. The trick is to get one of these cheap, clean it up and turn it into your own. Now this looks just like hers. Okay. Now this looks really close, really close. It's automatic. It's not uh, quartz. It's got 
everything's there. It's got the Rolex band, Rolex seal on the back. It's in decent shape. It's got a couple dings. Yeah, it's got a couple bangos. And it's got the riveted bracelet, which I really don't like. That one's 859. See, the trick is to get the mo most bang for your buck. Here's a nice one. Yeah, this is a good one. The dial is lousy, but the rest of it's great. No, wait a minute. It's got a folded link bracelet. I don't like that. Hers is not. Hers is uh, newer. I mean, here's some nicer ones, 1500 But you want to stay away from that. You want to get something that's inexpensive. That's the whole trick of it. Okay, here's 1973 Princess Tudor date. Looks really close to hers. 1050 Too much money. Oh, here we go. This one looks pretty close. None of these are quartz. Isn't that weird? None of these. None of these are quartz. Okay, so now this is a decent one. They want $663, and it's decent condition. The dial's a little yellowed, but other than that, it looks good. It says rotor. It's an automatic. It's got the date. It's got the screw-down crown. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, if I were a gal and I wanted to buy something to wear every single day, you could really go to town with one of these watches if you buy the right one in good shape. 1964, this one looks like brand new. That's the one for 663 we looked at. Um, this one looks real close to hers. Yeah, it's got the crown. It's got a smooth bezel. I mean, not the crown, I'm sorry, the shield. It's in really good shape. The band is not stretched out. What kind of band, though? Crystal's messed up on this one, too. It says Rolex. It's got the Rolex symbol. The end pieces are messed up. This is all fixable stuff. It's in good shape. You know, the, could use a buff, but it's in good shape. Princess Oyster Date Rotor Self-Winding Swiss. Uh, it's in good shape. What do they want for this one? 870 bucks. I mean, think about it. How much are you gonna, what are you going to get? Here's a real nice one. I like this one a lot. This is a two-tone. It's got the Rolex crown. It's got the fluted bezel in gold. No band, but she has a band, so she could just transfer her band to this. $630, free shipping, and it's on a strap. I mean, how good is it have to get? And this is automatic, and it's in real good shape, real clean. I would say get that. It's coming from Japan, too. But if you want it with the bracelet, that's a little bit of a different story. Um, there's a plated one, but I don't like that. Bye. Somebody said goodbye. Goodbye. See you later, alligator. Um, here's a nice one. Let's take a look at this. This has a Jubilee bracelet, and on Tudors, they made it a little different. The center links are real thin. Like, not, they're narrow. This one's got the tags and everything. 2009, that's really new. This is a real nice one. Okay, so let me describe this. Wrong picture. Let me describe it. It's it's in gorgeous shape. This one's really good shape. Princess date, self-winding. Uh, looks like sapphire crystal. It's got the Jubilee bracelet, but it has a little, it's a flatter link and narrower in the center. Um, looks as clean as a whistle. Looks brand new. It says Tudor doesn't say Rolex like the older ones do, which is okay. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. 2009, so this is not old at all. What do they want for it? 
960 bucks. That's a good deal. That thing's clean as a whistle. Probably doesn't need anything. Um, here's another one for 980. Looks older. Mm, I haven't found one exactly like hers yet. But I hate to tell her we could easily change hers out. But I don't want to get started and start messing around with hers either. Because she likes it the way it is. And if I said to her, well, we got to do this, we got to add that, she probably would say, forget it. Here's a nice one for 800 bucks. Very clean. Oh, yeah, I saw this one already. This is good. Yeah, $819. Looks like the band's the older band on it, though. You can't have everything. I mean, I'd like to get everything, but can't. Here's a nice one. 1050 and this is very clean. Let's see what band is on it. Uh, what is that? Fold over link, it looks like. Not crazy about the fold over link. You want something heavy that's going to hold up. That's the whole difference. Here's a nice one. 980 two-tone from Argentina. Um, you also have to be careful. When you look at websites that sell stuff, things change quickly. So you could see it at one price now and you could see it at another price in 10 minutes. You never know. You really don't. I don't see anything that's quartz. I've seen a few that I thought were really nice deals. Of course, I'm not a gal in the market for this. But if I was, remember, these are not big. These are small ladies, like a ladies Rolex. Yeah, I don't see anything that, uh, no quartz, first of all. Let me see if I can find a quartz. Q-U-A. Come on. Let's see. Let's see if we can find anything quartz. They all say automatic. Yeah, they're all automatic. I don't see any quartz. Isn't that funny? And yet, the last time I looked, I saw a bunch. So the quartz must be rare. I love this blue one. This is the one I would be on right away. Yeah, this one's really nice. Let me see if I can tell what kind of band it is. Here we go. Yeah, it's got the modern band, which is really nice. It's got the Rolex crown, which I love. It says Tudor on the inside. Let's see what it says on the back. Yeah, this is a, this is a really good deal. It says Rolex on the band, too. Rolex on the back of the, yep, original Rolex case. Original Easter case by Rolex. It's great. It's got the modern dial. says Tudor with the shield. It's got a beautiful blue, like Rolex blue. Needs a buff. Needs a little cleaning up. It's in really good shape. Really good shape. Yep. And I love the color of the dial. If you like blue, this is your item. $698. How cheap does it have to get? But the guy has... Not great ratings, so we got to see what's going on here. Because if the guy has bad ratings, run for the hills. I always learned that the hard way. Okay, here we go. Uh, took a long time. Balance wheel's not running, can't reset. Very rusty. Don't trust. Oh, that's the same one. Can't even read this one. It's in Italiano. There's a couple bad ones. We got some bad reviews. I don't know. A lot of good ones, so it might be worth it. 
Got to be really careful. But for that kind of money, I hate to tell you, I would go for it. $69 shipping, $6.98, just buy the damn thing. It's a beauty. I I might trick it out, put a different dial on it, you know, like diamond dial and shit, and try to sell it for a lot more. Something like that. If I were in that business, which I'm not. I am not selling, so that's not going to help me at all. Okay, so there you go. So to replace it, you can see I could get her one for $6.98. You just spent $6.50, and the watch still looks old. I mean, it's cleaned up. But she has a crystal that's busted, cracked on the side. That reminds me, what kind of crystal was on that watch? Let me look. Probably plastic. Let's see if I can tell. Um, yeah, it looks plastic. Well, but watch this clean for this kind of money. I'm telling you, I'd be on it. I definitely would be on it. Okay, so we talked enough about that. Now I want to talk about a nice email I got from some very nice people. Okay, so here's an email. I'm going to read it to you. My name is Jonathan, one of the co-founders of the Horology Club, a watch collector's community based in Hong Kong. We've been following your podcast for a while. Wanted to say we love it, really enjoying the content you produce. Our club was established in September 2021. has grown to 300-plus community members, regularly throwing events for our community, designing custom collaboration watches with brands, offering educational video content on our YouTube channel. We'd love to come on the podcast, share our experience of building a community from the ground up, and offer our views as collectors as well as on this hobby. Do you think that'd be something you'd be interested in? We'd be happy to discuss. We're also going to traveling to Watches and Wonders this year, so if you or your team would be in Geneva, we'd love to meet up. And we got on the phone and had a nice talk, and I was very impressed with these guys. Very impressed. So I'll tell you what we talked about. I'm trying to find the end of our little chat here. Um, well, we had time zone issues to get on the phone. Okay, here we go. So I got on the phone with these guys, Jonathan in particular, and I was very impressed. They were telling me that they have a collector's club in Hong Kong. And I don't know if you know, but Hong Kong was a very large market for watches for many years. China and Hong Kong were big. I guess, I guess Hong Kong still is China slowed down. China was a big buyer of, of higher end watches for a while. And that's when China went kind of capitalistic and everybody started getting money and opening up their own businesses. They had money to burn. So they were buying stuff like crazy. Then the government cracked down and China kind of dried up, but Hong Kong's still going. So I talked to Jonathan and he told me that in general, uh, there's clubs in Hong Kong for watches, but they're very particular who they let in and kind of snobbish. And he didn't want to do that. So he started a regular club with regular people. But talking to him, I felt that they're going toward the higher end stuff, which is great. And they were doing collaborations with other watch companies, making their own watches for themselves, which is a really cool idea years ago. Um, I did that too. I contacted 
a watch company in Switzerland that was making private label watches for people. And I had a made for me in gold. I didn't make that many and they sold really well. They were, did really good. And they had good movements. They're well-made like everybody else. What the hell's the difference? Put any name you want on as long as it's good quality, everything. That's the name of the game. That's why if you're a watch company, you make everything yourself, then nobody can touch you, can they? But you can see that if I could do it and they can do it, it can't be that hard. And believe me when I tell you, it isn't. So they told me, and this one blew me away. They told me that they make watches for themselves with, with private label brands, with big companies. And they're making watches now with Cartier. And I said, really? And he said, yeah. He said, if you have an in at Cartier, if you're a big customer or like on their list of important people, they will even make a watch just for you. I said, really? And he said, yeah. And I didn't have a clue. I didn't know that. And he said they were making 10 of their watches. They designed them themselves. And Cartier was making it just for them, just for their members. There were going to be 10 of them. And I was really, really blown away. And I was blown away by how interested these guys are, how informed they are. And they were really fanatical, which is great. You want people that are passionate about watches, that absolutely love them like I do. I know that feeling. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do too. You know, a watch can tickle my fancy big time. So we had a nice chat. Um, and they were telling, I'm trying to think of what else they said. Let me read the rest of it now. Um, great chat yesterday. You can find a bit more information about our club at, you listening? www.thehorologyclub.com. The Horology Club, H-O-R-O-L-O-G-Y club.com. The Horology Club on Instagram, the Horology Club on, on YouTube. We could do an episode talking about the collecting culture here in Hong Kong, as well as the process with designing collaborative watches with brands, which listeners could find interesting. We're going to do it in mid-April, and I'm going to put them on so you all can hear it, because I was very impressed. They were interesting. They kept my attention. I mean, I couldn't wait to hear what they had to say more, because they really are not just standing around going, oh, yeah, that's great. They're actually participating in collecting, designing, and making watches, which I think is very cool. And they're passionate. They really love watches. And I really want to help these guys. And if I can, build their club up by telling everybody about it. So do me a favor, support these guys, thehorologyclub.com. They are really good. Jonathan was really nice to talk to. It was, it was a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. And I would recommend them a million percent. Let's see, would I have anything else? Because I think I answered them again. Um, yeah, I said, happy happy to help. Keep me posted. So we're going to do something where they get on the phone with me and I'm going to record it and put it on the program so you can hear these guys. I'm telling you, they got, I think they got their finger on the pulse. I really do. They told me stuff that, that even I was blown away by was great. You know, and I was telling them the deals that I was finding and I knew about brands that I thought was a, were real sleepers you could look at, which is probably what my next episode may be about because I'm sitting here now thinking about what is the next watch I'd like to get my hands on. And I really believe that you need to do things like this. You have to have 
um, goals. You have to want something and then eventually you'll get it. If you keep thinking about it and visualizing it and knowing that you want it, think, and then all of a sudden, bango, something will pop up and you'll get it. And I also mean money too. I don't mean just, you can't find the piece you want. It's also the money. You know, what's your budget? What are you willing to spend? Are you willing to sell some stuff? Because I told you before, that's what I like to do is I'll put stuff up and sell it. I don't care if I just get out of it, but I take that money and I add it to my pool and out I go looking for something. And usually, you know, I'm looking, I'm not looking for real expensive. These guys in the Hong Kong Collectors Club, they're looking for higher end stuff. Me, it's not what I, I sold a lot of that stuff. I put a lot of it out. I wore a lot of it, but it's not what I would buy. It's just not me. I like a thousand and below my cost. That's, that's what I like. That's fun. It's the thrill of chasing and getting what you want. Okay. So we are just about out of time. We're down to the last couple seconds of this program. I do thank you for listening. This has really been fun. I got news for everybody. I like it. 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 So don't forget I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Lee Jackson, watch us at gmail.com. And not only that, uh, I just, just hooked up with Amazon to go on their podcast too, which I think is very cool. I didn't even know Amazon had their own podcast. Okay. Goodbye everybody. See